Well, hello. Hey, what's up? Um, how are you breathing these days? Oh, like shit. Right? Yeah. Yeah, Seattle is, um, in an apocalyptic haze. On fire. It's not good. No. I, I like shit because of it. I did take Charlotte to the playground last night. You did? For like 40 minutes. We just had to get out of the house. Like, she hasn't been able to play outside at school. Because of staying it? inside. Uh-huh. And it didn't feel too terrible last night because it was kind of cool outside last night. And Have so you been was, feeling normal, though? Yeah, I felt normal. You Things do? like that don't bother me. The, the ash that's falling is not bothering you. Maybe I'm just not in tune with myself. Maybe not. I'm probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I've been super sore thirty and coffee and snotty. Charlotte has expressed those symptoms. She has? Mm-hmm. Um, I have not. I mean, Interesting. See? I think I'm just more resilient I than I think most. you're like superwoman. I think so. That might be what's happening. Oh my God. I think I am. <laughs> um, but today, I, it seems like I just got a tweet that air quality is good. Mm-hmm. We can all go outside and enjoy our lives. Because the past week has been pretty rough. It's been gnarly. Do you think capital that, G. Do you think that the city of Seattle was being extra when they put a ban on backyard barbecues? No, because I don't want this shit to happen more. Everybody, I mean, they're like, everybody stay inside. Don't go outside. Blah, blah, blah. I've seen lots of people wearing masks, mm-hmm. which... I have one myself. Do you? I just put a kerchief on my face. More for fashion than for um, air quality. Um, it really <laughs> bothers you that much. Yeah. Do you have asthma or anything? Mm-mm. Hmm. Interesting. No. You're but just I could a tell sensitive I, little flower. I have a I have a sore throat, like legitimately because of it. Hmm. Yeah, you know, like when you sleep with the windows open. Yeah, and you feel that's a little, little throaty. Yes, that's what happened. Yeah, you're um, like a little pearl. I am. I am delicate. I'm I tough. think you should know this about me already. Um, I did see people eating off fresco, which I'm like, really? That's weird to me. Yeah. But that's ash fallen. Um, Go inside. Close the doors. Never to, leave your house. You're not supposed to, like, wipe off the ash. It could ruin your paint job. Really? You're supposed to go just with water. Just get washed it. Mm. Mm. Why? I was. It could scratch the paint, I guess. Interesting. I was just going to wait till all was said and done before I washed my car. Mm-hmm. Which is when, though? I think this weekend? now. Oh, yeah. No. I don't want it to rain. Did you see... People in Spokane wanted to get mad because they are dealing on the east side of the state. They're dealing with it more than we are, mm. and they wanted to get massive fans to blow the wind back to blow the smoke oh, back together. Thanks. I just thought that was funny. <laughs> I mean, I um, think it was just a joke because it would never work. No, but it was a headline I saw that I thought was funny. I was talking to someone. They're like, I feel like we do have the technology to create storm clouds. So why can't we just like make storm clouds and have it rain? Um, one thing that made me feel good, though, and not like the earth was just going to die in the next 50 years, was that this area, I did read that this area used to be um, smoky often. Oh, really? But we haven't had that many wildfires in the past 100 years. Mm -hmm. So now brush and lots of things are catching on fire, and this is the effect. So maybe it's not as terrible as it feels like mm-hmm. when it's smoky like this you feel like the earth is gonna end soon that's at least how i yes. feel that's why i called it an apocalyptic haze yeah hi guys this is the gripe is this the gripe yes that's allison and that's kai 
and this is a podcast where we gripe about a bunch of things to make you a better person. Yeah, we want to make you less annoying in the world. <laughs> is that what we want to do? Help us help you. We also want to be less annoying too. Like, if you're standing in a circle and you're talking and you feel like your friends are not listening to you, mm-hmm. you need to listen to this podcast because <laughs> we can help you. We're listening. <laughs> Um, besides the sore throat, how's everything going? Um, I feel a little hungover because of all this stuff. Mm. Um, I thought it was a little bit crazy last night. Still are. Um, (laughs) I was hanging out with, um, my friends. Trump lover? Maybe. (laughs) Um, at the hotel, right? And so when I got back to my car, I had it valeted. Oh, you fancy, huh? I got into the car and um, turned my car on, and the AC was at full power. Okay. And at maximum cold. And I didn't do that. So the valet guy was hot. But the thing is, he drove it 15 feet. He was hot. No, no, but I'm saying, like, (laughs) it took him 20 seconds to drive my car to the parking spot. But don't you think one of the... uh, uh, positives, the enticing things about being a valet is driving different cars. So they probably spend a minute in the car getting to know it, pressing the buttons, doing what they want to, putting it on their perfect radio station, uh-huh. getting the climate perfect for themselves, and then they drive it and park it. For a 20-second drive? Well, they, I mean, they're driving a car. And then... I'm on his side. There was, like, a pen and random paper in my car. Oh, maybe he got some of his digits. And I'm like, what is going on? Maybe he drove it longer. I know, but and then I looked at my like odometer oh, and my do you gas. Have that shit memorized? It's not memorized, but I have like I have a real, general idea. Yeah. And it it didn't look like it was excessive. Well he but might have taken it, it around the block. A he few could times. have, but I'm like, why would you do that? He liked it. He likes my VW. He likes your Maserati. They don't know what you drive, honey. <laughs> they don't know what you drive. Yeah, I was like, am I going crazy? Because why is all this random stuff in my car? Why am I called? Oh, the air's on blast. But why? Oh, I didn't do that. Oh, it was the valet. But why? Um, I often, too, feel crazy. Mm-hmm. So, as you know, <laughs> listeners, I'm coming off a two-week stint of my husband being gone. Mm-hmm. I've not been murdered. Mm-hmm. You have not been. It's not manifest any of that. Um, but weird things have happened, which obviously aren't very weird. It's me. But I'll be like, oh, my bathrobe is missing. Where's my bathrobe? Oh. And I'll be like, somebody has come into my house. I feel that same And taken thing. my bathrobe. Or they move things. Yeah. I'm like, why is that piece of paper there? Why is that cam there? And then two days later, I find my bathroom, mm-hmm. like in some weird place that I put it. But for that two days, I'm like, who was in my house? <laughs> Just like moving one little thing. Just to mess with me. Yes. Because they know I'm going to notice. Yes. And they're going to th- know that I'm going to think I'm crazy. Yeah. They're messing with me. <sighs> We're funny. We're funny people. You guys, this is a big news week. It's a Just lot of things are happening. Lots of goings-ons. Yeah. What you got going on? Um, well, the first thing um, that I wanted to mention, I sent this to you last week. Uh, oh, it's old news? I mean, it's not old, but it's uh, Andre Lantali. He did a, vid- a video with, with Vice, mm-hmm. um, and he kind of dissects 
Paul Manafort's His wardrobe. wardrobe. And it is the funniest thing ever. Andre Lantali, if you don't know, it was the editor at large at Vogue magazine. And he's like this big, huge man with a huge personality. And he's got opinions. And so what they did is like they photographed all of um, Paul Manafort's clothes uh, as part of the evidence in his trial. Correct. Um, and so what Andre Lantali does is he sort of uh, judges, critiques the the taste level mm-hmm. of Paul Manafort. And it's so fucking great. Yeah. What's interesting is that it was $300,000 worth of clothes. And Andre Lantali, he's like, he is around like the richest of the rich and fashionable people. And he's like, $300,000 in, in suits? Like, no one does that. That's unheard of. So um, what he's trying to do, according to Andre, is trying to get the money from his offshore accounts back home to himself. And to buying, he's buying all these clothes from uh, Alan Couture and the House of Bajan. Yeah. Um, and it must be like just high quantity of clothes. Very bad clothes. Like there's like an ostrich baseball jacket. That costs $15,000. It's like, what yeah. are you? And he's like, this is a taste level that no one aspires to. <laughs> <laughs> and it is so bitchy. And hilarious, and I live for it. And he had like paisley brocade line jackets, and then he had a bunch of plaid suits. He's like, we're boarding, borderlining on clown plaids. <laughs> you have to go. You have to see it. Yeah. It is the funniest thing. So, Andre Leon Talley, though he's not the richest of the rich anymore. No, he's not. There was a big New York Times article about him and how he's kind of in a sad place. Mm. Once he, because he's not at Vogue anymore, mm-hmm. he left, and he's no longer in like the good graces of all of the people at Vogue. At on one tour, they don't talk to him. Really, they talked about how much weight he's gained. He has, yes. So, um, I guess he uses food as a vice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was kind of a sad article, the one that I read, because he's just almost like a shut-in in his home. He doesn't have a lot of money. I'm hoping that Vice paid him for this. And you wonder, like, how does somebody, you know, at that level, how do they fall from grace? Because in fashion, one day you're in, (laughs) the the next next, you're you're out. out. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) It is true. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, that was a a fun video. I like the part where he talked about his hair, what is, like, the green formula, like, dyeing his hair. Men men do not need to dye their hair. It looks terrible, I think, because you can always tell. Can you? You can always tell what this went into. Yes. I mean. Um, Because he was talking about his mugshot. Mm -hmm, And eyes all shaggy Uh and unkempt. Yeah. So... Paul Manafort, as I'm sure everybody knows, even though some people do get their news from us, which I think is sad, um, <laughs> was found guilty on eight counts yes. of all of his fraud and financial dalliances. Yeah. Um, so he's facing like up to decades in uh-huh. prison. And you know he's hoping for a Trump pardon, which we're all like scared. Is he going to pardon him? Right. And like... The sentencing hasn't come down yet. Correct. So what if they're like, oh, we'll call it eight months with time served. Oh, they won't. You don't think so? Not unless he cooperates. I feel like there's some some dark energy 
in the system no. that's gonna. I mean, he do still that. has a chance to to cop a plea. He does. He has another trial coming. Oh, up. that's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So he still has some time mm-hmm. to either think that Trump's gonna pardon him, or he can cooperate with the prosecution. We'll see. Time will tell. Lock him up. Lock him up. So then um, let's just go ahead and talk about Michael Cohen. Mm -hmm. Because he pleaded guilty to campaign finance violation at the behest of Of the candidate. Of the candidate, Mm -hmm. whom obviously is President Trump. Now, I know that every week there's something new. Yes. And so we're kind of desensitized to this. But this is extraordinary, guys. Yes. This is extraordinary. We are living in, like, Watergate times. It doesn't feel like it, it though, does it? No, because we're in it. Yeah. Yeah. But we're going to be talking about this to the younger, the next generation. Like, this was extraordinary times. <laughs> we were living in history. It'll be documented, preserved on this podcast. You see, here's some bullshit. Because right now they're saying a sitting president can't be indicted, Correct. Mm-hmm. I heard on the radio yesterday that if he wins again in 2020, if, when he gets out of office, it'll be like January 20th, 2025, the statute of limitations for him to be invi- indicted could be up. So mm-hmm. he might not see. Does it surprise you, though? I don't know. Nothing surprises me anymore. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Hmm, that's fine. Just let that let that sink in. <laughs> However, I did just see breaking news. Breaking news! The head of the National Enquirer has received immunity. And he is now cooperating. What is that guy's name again? Um, I don't remember. Um, I didn't write his name down. Let's look it up. He has like white hair. I mean, everybody is old white man. Um, <laughs> Everybody's yeah, an old white man. He's swarmy. David Pecker. Oh, interesting. Is said to have immunity in the Trump inquiry. Ooh, Which here means we that go. he might spill the tea. Yeah, because he knows about those payments. Mm-hmm. He knows about that hush money. Uh huh, uh huh. Um, wow. I have other breaking news. Go for it. The Hills is coming back. <laughs> <gasps> the Eyes of Hills are coming back? <laughs> well, well, without Lauren Conrad and without. And Kristen Cavallari. Without Kristen Cavallari. I don't know her. I only know Lauren Conrad. You know that I saw her at Gelson's? Oh, really? When I was living Wait, in... which one? You saw Lauren? I or... saw Lauren Conrad. Oh, because you don't know Kristen, duh. Um, it was the day before Thanksgiving when I was living in Orange County. I was there for six months for work. and um... That's it? That's the only amount of time you lived in yeah. Orange County? Mm-hmm. That's fast. And um, yeah, I hated it. Sorry, Aussie. Um... We have a lot of listeners from down there. Ooh, <laughs> they might be tuning out. Gelson's. It's like a fancy market. In LA, was, it went off. It was really popular. And then the one in Orange County was like a ghost town. There was never more than like five customers in there. Why? I don't know. I have no idea. We know you like a fancy market. And it was fancy. I lived for Gelson's. Um, and then it's so the day before Thanksgiving, and I saw her walking with her mom, just getting the Thanksgiving stuff. Um, I always see celebs shopping at Gelson's on people.com. Oh, really? On mm-hmm. Star Treks. Yeah, they have a really great salad bar. Deliciousness. Yeah. It's I fresh. Like good, I like a good market. I'm turning more bougie <laughs> in my old age. Turning away from the Safeway? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll, Safeway will always have my allegiance. <laughs> but I am... Uh, yeah, I I'll like never not go to Safeway. Exactly. <laughs> um... 
So remember how we talked about Aretha Franklin passing last yes. week? So the VMAs happened, and um, Madonna did a tribute to Aretha Franklin that was the worst. Really? Why? Um, I haven't read anything about this. So it was a six-minute sort of speech. Okay, six minutes is a long time. And um, she mentioned Aretha Franklin maybe twice. Did she talk about herself? She talked completely about herself. Oh, why? The entire time. It was very masturbatory. Um, She was telling the audience, the viewers, that when she was just like a young dancer in New York... Um, she couldn't make ends meet, and she'd audition, and she what wouldn't get it. What does this have it. to do with Aretha? That was the entire thing. It's like it had nothing to do with her. You know, she's like, then one day I decided I have to make more money, so I auditioned to be a backup singer. So I went and auditioned for these two French guys, and then she starts tr- to do a French accent, pretending to be these guys talking oh, to her. I need to watch this. And she's doing a Russian accent. Is it cringeworthy? It's completely cringeworthy. Six minutes of cringe. How embarrassing. She mentioned Aretha Franklin twice. How did they tap Madonna? Was it just, Exactly. Was it just like, oh shit, like she just passed away. We need to do something. Like, who can we have? Madonna. Uh-huh. Embarrassing. Basically. Yeah. It's Where's six our minutes fart noise? of awful, awful, awful Madonna. And then not even to mention her outfit was out of control. I think I saw a picture of the outfit. I don't I know. I feel like there was what? lots of braids. Lots of braids. Happening. Uh-huh. It was like trying to be Some ethnic, I feel like, but I just didn't, it just didn't come together. Yeah. Poor and Madonna. Yeah. She's not, a mess. Not really. Not really Bless at her all. heart. Bless her heart, <laughs> indeed. Goodness gracious. Bless her heart. Hmm. Um, and then did you know that Alanis Morissette was actually on Madonna's label, Maverick? That's, so they were involved, those two. Like, when Alanis came on the scene, she was on Madonna's label called Maverick. Okay. Um, which I thought was interesting. Anyway, so Alanis Morissette this week, on her Instagram, um, there was two lockets that she showed, right? And the caption was, Ever breast milk? Onyx breast milk. You should know that Ever and Onyx are her children. In lockets for life. This is a thing which I'm completely I've never to, heard of this. That you take breast milk from whatever time that you were you had it and you put it in jewelry. And Sandra Bullock has this? No, no, no. Alanis Morissette. Oh, sorry. Why am I thinking Sandra Bullock? <laughs> because you hate her. No, I don't <laughs> like Sandra. I like Sandy. But is this that you have not heard of this? No. This, this is Fascinating to me because I had never heard of it either. I'm like, I can't, I don't hate it, but I don't hate the idea. But I don't get the why behind it. You're trying to preserve what? Your sentimentality around breastfeeding your kids. Really? A lot of women get like super sentimental mm-hmm. about it. And that's when you see the kids that are still breastfeeding at six <laughs> years old. Yeah, it's, um, it's a thing. And there's like, other, you know, you can make a pendant, you can make a ring, you can make whatever you want. Does it look good? I'm going to show you right now what it looks Ooh, like. you're going to get a live on the air reaction. Let me see. It's cute, I think. Oh, yeah, I don't hate it. Yeah. I mean, that heart is ugly. But good the colors, else, right? Yeah. 
The outside is nice. Interesting. Very interesting, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was a blip on my radar t- this week. <laughs> yeah, so thank you for um, clarifying maybe the why behind it. Yeah, people attach a lot of sentimental feelings about nourishing their baby just from food from themselves. And it makes it sounds like I'm making fun of it. That's just my tone. I'm not making fun of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it is pretty cool. Do you have like um, a spare bottle that you can do this, you know, with Charlotte's? No. <laughs> that's that Charlotte's that nourishing milk. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember the last time I breastfed her though. Like I have a memory because I was like, oh, yeah. Allison, remember this because this is gonna be the last time. Oh, for real? Yeah. You made yourself remember. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like, do you find times that you have to do that? You have to like put a pen in a memory? Like I want you to remember this because this is an I important time. I'm sure I have. I just can't remember exactly. Like offhand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't have any other like, I feel like you have a lot of things going on today. Um, yeah, let me just keep moving along then. So my girl. My old school homegirl, Janet Jackson. Okay. (laughs) Like, which one? So she came out with a new single last week. Do you like it? Like a week ago. So it took me a couple listens. Okay. Like, I didn't hate it when I first listened to it. Yeah, that's how I thought about the breast milk (laughs) locket. And then the more I listened to it, I was like, I actually like this. Even though, like, there's not a lot of, um, there's not, she didn't say much in it. It's like the same thing over and over again. But she does a uh, song with Daddy Yankee. Okay. <laughs> and um, he brings that flavor. It's like Afro-Caribbean, Latin. Yeah. Uh, it's super fun. It's super posy. Um, and it's making kind of big waves. Oh. So here's the thing. What? It's very ethnic. It's very ethnic. It's very like cultural. There's like a lot of great dancing in the video. Um... And three years ago, she released her single after, like, five years. And it was called No Sleep, right? That was three years ago. And there are 20 million views of that, of that video. Okay. From three years ago. Um, She released this video a week ago. 20 million views. So what happened? People are into this. They're just into it. It's gone viral. Hmm. She did a Jimmy Fallon performance and she killed it. I think people just like need that from Miss J and her dancing and she's bringing the culture and the ethnic vibe. Cool. Yeah. How old is Janet now? She... In her 50s? Yeah, mid 50s. Yeah, with her little baby, Issa. He's cute. He or she? He. Yeah, I yeah. feel like he's pretty handsome. Yeah, he's a cutie. So, congrats to my girl, yeah, Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. It is a little bit sad to see artists that you have enjoyed in the past when they release new music and it's just... It doesn't take. Not good. Yeah, yeah. That's disheartening. But imagine, like, it took her one week to do what she did in three years with that other single. That's heartening. That's awesome. Yeah. And I'm curious to see how it charts, if it charts. I think I think it'll get top well, 20 10. million views, I feel like it yeah. should. It should, for sure. I'll have to check it out. There's lots of things I need to check out after we wrap up today. <laughs> Madonna, Janet. Um, and then going on that multicultural tip, Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, yeah. Off the charts. They went off the charts, 45 y'all. million, I think. 35 first million. Weekend. First wow. weekend. Um, number one on the box office. Did you guys see it? I have not seen it. I'm going to. 
Um, but this is the first movie in 25 years that features an all Asian cast. That's not a fucking karate movie. Joy Luck Club? Joy Luck Club with Amy Tan. Yeah. Did you read that book ever? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great book. Do you see the movie? I don't recall. Maybe. So I saw the movie. I loved it. Okay. This is 25 years ago. Um, Come to find out that people hated it. Not white people, but like Asian people hated that movie because it portrayed Asian men in a negative light. Mm. Like they were real like cold and or abusive. Kind of domineering. And domineering. Um, and the problem was that that was the only movie that had Asian representation at the time and there was no other voice. You know, like if you had like uh, Kumar, what's that? Yeah. Harold and Kumar, right? Mm-hmm. If that happened at the same time, then you'd have like another point of view. But that movie was sort of tasked with representing all Asians. That makes sense. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so because it was, it had a negative lens on men, but she had to because she was emphasizing the relationship between the women mm-hmm. in, in that movie, that it just had a negative effect um, within the Asian community when that movie came out. So I think that's interesting. And this sort of brings, you know, everyone in a positive light. It's funny. It's sexy. Crazy Rich Asians, I mean. Right. Um, I'm with you. Yeah. I, so. I'd like to see it. Yeah, I think... Um, Are you going to try to see it in the theaters? I like, think I'm give going it that to. Boost? Yep, give it that, that extra box office hit. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I read that, you know, they were encouraging people to go see it because if it performed well, there were like five other like movies that could be made with an all-Asian right. cast. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. Well, and they've already... The sequel's sequel. happening. Yeah, yeah, it's already happening. And the director... Not the director. The um, the writer of the book is in hot water, though. Oh, no. Why? Because apparently he dodged um, the military service in Singapore, oh. I want to say. Ay, ay, and so ay, now ay. they're after his ass. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah. That's... Um, Singapore is strict. They got some, some ideas about your... Allegiances to the state. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. We're going to see a movie tomorrow. We are. Black Klansman. We are. Is it Black Klansman or is it Black Klansman? I think yes. Yes and yes. We're going to do a little Black Klansman review for y'all. Yeah. I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see that too. You know I have like a weird crush on Adam Driver. Yo, I guy. think he's kind of attractive in a I do strange know. way. I didn't like him. In Girls, season one. Girls, because I saw that one episode with him being a dick, and it's like, I can't. And then I saw him in Star Wars, mm. and I was like, I just don't see it. Yeah, for some reason, I think he's kind of cute. Yeah, I mean, but I like, I've seen him in other things. Like, oh, I, I kind of get it now. Yeah. You know? He has a very interesting look about him. And I didn't realize that Denzel had a son that was in the movie business. Denzel Washington? Yeah. His son is the main actor guy. Oh, mm-hmm. that's hot. And black clans. I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm. So we're, we're, about, we're about to see how he does things. I'm excited. Tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Um, let me eat one more thing. Sure. Um, so a jury awarded Dwayne Lee Johnson $289 million 
after he claimed that he developed cancer after using Roundup, that weed killer, on the school grounds that he worked on. Oh, jeez. And Roundup is manufactured by Monsanto. Monsanto's that, like, evil corporate agricultural um, corporation. Where they put all the shit in our food. They do. Yeah. And they've driven above a bunch of farmers out of business. Because, like, their seeds will blow onto farmers' lands. And mess it all up. And then, like, oh, our seeds are on your land. We have a copyright or a trademark, whatever that, that's called. And you're in violation. So we're closing your, your shop down, your farm down. How can people be that evil? It's evil. Evil Corp. So 289 million is was awarded to this guy. But like, he what's won. he going to do with that money? Is he going to die? He's not going to live in by, he'll be dead by 2020. I yeah. Mean, yeah, so like, come on So man. they the jury took two and a half days out of the 14-day trial to award him $2.3 million for past and future economic loss. Thirty-seven million for pain and emotional dis- distress. That's one million dollars for each year of what would have been his normal life expectancy after two, uh, 2014. Um, and two hundred fifty million dollars was in punitive damages for malicious or oppressive conduct because they knew that this caused cancer. Ah, sucks. Yeah. I'm just sad that. He's not going to be able to enjoy his yeah. newfound lifestyle. But the good thing is that there's like 4,000 more cases against Monsanto, and this kind of like sort of breaks it down. Like, so now those can all go through. Mm. And um, they're hopefully going to be hurting, you know? Yeah. I hope so. So a little bit of justice. There's too much evil in the world. Mm-hmm. Speaking Let's gripe of which, about it. Speaking of which... <laughs> oh, that was a good segue. Look at me go. Guys, today we're talking about everybody's favorite topic, cults. <laughs> Everyone's favorite. <laughs> I was just telling Kai, I hope nobody has <coughs> a history on my laptop because I've just been looking up personality traits of cult followers <laughs> and several different cults and cult leaders. There's so many out there. It's bonkers. They all have a theme, yeah. which we'll get into, obviously. Absolutes. Um, so I'll start. Um, so my first one that I really wanted to break down, you and I both have some sort of like relationship. In this cult. Yeah. (laughs) And some say it's a cult. Maybe it's not a cult. Maybe it is a cult. I don't know. Mm -hmm. That's for, for you to decide. Absolutes. But it's the landmark forum. Mm Mm-hmm. So. Dun, dun, dun. If you do your six degrees of separation, and I'm talking to you listeners, not just Kai, um, I guarantee you know somebody. You know several people. That has done the landmark forum. Yeah. Um, So the landmark forum is a three-day seminar. And when I took it back in 2008, it was $400. Okay. That's about the same as me. Yep. So it's probably, I wonder if it's gone up right now. Like four, four fifty is what I paid, yeah. Um, when did you take it? I want to say around that time. Oh, really? Yeah. So when I was doing my research on the Landmark Forum, um, I actually, I don't know if I realized that it was kind of an offshoot of this EST. Have you heard of EST? Uh-uh. It was big in the 70s, and it was led by Warner Earhart. And EST is Er, I can't say, is, is it Erhard? I just want to say Earnhardt, like Dale. Earhart. Earhart, Earhart Seminars Training. Oh. And it's a self-help thing. Mm-hmm. So he essentially got run out of 
business in 1984, and then he sold EST to the Landmark Forum. And so oh. the Landmark Forum is like... They adopted his ideas. Adopted his ideas, but it's a gentler... Version of what he was doing. Version of what he was doing. Maybe a masked version of what he was doing, perhaps. A what version? Masked. Yeah. Veiled. So he now actually lives abroad. Oh, he's alive still. And I've heard him speak. Uh-huh. This is just a whole thing, right? Should uh-huh. I just get into the the meat of it? Get into it. So we've talked on here for a while, uh, a few episodes, how I worked at Lululemon. Mm-hmm. So Lululemon, the owner, Chip Wilson, like his, he said that his life was changed. By Landmark. By going to the Landmark Forum. So part of Lululemon was if you were a store manager or even if you weren't a store manager but you had been employed for a year, Lululemon will pay for you to go to the Landmark Forum. That's how it happened with me too. Because you were an ambassador? No, because I was a manager at Core Power Power Yoga. And um, it wasn't like a systemic thing, but they're like, hey, if you want to do this thing, and I really think you should the owner, Trevor Tice, elbows you, um, then we'll pay for it. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. At Lululemon, it was pretty much, you had a choice, Mm -hmm. and I put that in quotations, but it would be highly frowned upon. Highly frowned upon with basically no room for ever like moving up in the company. If you didn't do it. If you did not go to Landmark. And then if you didn't enjoy it. So oh God. So I went to Landmark, <clears throat> and I, I want to say this about Landmark. Like, it was three days, three full days. Three, Let's I just, mean, not eight-hour days. 9 a.m. until 10 or 11. 10, 11, yeah. And it was rough, Yeah, y'all. let's talk about those days, right? Ugh. So you are <clears throat> sitting in a hard plastic chair. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to take notes. You're not allowed to leave. Right. You leave when you take when they give you a break. You have got to be on time yep. or they will call you they the fuck out. They will call your ass out. Yep. You have to make phone calls to people um, intermittently to let them know what's going on and let them know how you feel about them. Yeah, because they get it. I mean, it's like a seminar for self-help and kind of releasing, you know, those chains that keep you in whatever dregs you're in. Yes. Um, it addresses supposedly your issues. Yeah. And it lets you see your bullshit. Yeah. It lets you speak the same language as everyone else that has gone through the forum, like getting complete, mm-hmm. you know. Rackets. Rackets. Stories. Yep. Um, however, here's the thing I hated it. I hated all three days of it. Mm-hmm. I cannot say that I didn't get anything out of it. You cannot say that. I cannot that. say that. <clears throat> so you got something out of it. Correct. Yeah. As did um, I. And, and see, and this is the part that is obnoxious because I feel like Landmark did offer me tools that I use to communicate with people, mm-hmm. not interpret other people's actions, right. just like take things at face value and exactly. not add like my meaning to it. Right. But damn if it's not a hard sell to get you to, to invite people. Yeah, to recruit other people. Yes. Because when you're making those phone calls, you're telling them, I'm at the Landmark Forum. Oh, and by the way, I did not make any phone calls. I didn't either. I called no one. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it would have been inauthentic for me to make a phone call. And that's another thing about authenticity. Yeah. Yes. 
to make a phone call and tell people like that my my life has changed. Correct. Um, so it's Friday all day, Saturday all day, Sunday all day, and then Tuesday night you're supposed to come, come and back. bring people. Yes. I skipped the Tuesday night thing. I, didn't I went. I brought my brother Jeff. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Jeff. What did you think? He was not into it. He was happy to come to support me. But he was like, thank you, I'll come, but I'm not going to sign up for it. I was like, so why fine. did you bring him? Because um, I'm close to him. and You're like, I did this thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think they gave me tools to communicate better with people. Mm-hmm. And to, again, not leave shit hanging. You know, it's like really tie up loose ends. Um, and just to be a little more fearless, right, with sort of what I wanted in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's that hard sales shit that I cannot deal with. Correct. You know? Yeah. Because that Tuesday, it's really them taking your guests into a room. Into another room. And just set up selling them. Sell, Giving sell, them sell. a hard sell. Yeah. Um, like, your person would have brought you if they didn't think that's important and then they cared about you. So it's like emotional manipulation almost. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, so there was that. And then, and then, again, I got stuff out of it, right? Right. And then so I was like, I wonder what else is up. Like, what more they have? So I did the advanced course, which is their next sort of... Hey, guess what, listeners? What? I did, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And so that one, it just felt way... Way more salesy. Way more salesy. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, they, they talk about the game... And there's a game you have to play with everything in your life. And the game for this weekend was get more people to landmark for them. And I was like, okay, and I'm fucking done with this. Yeah, so I need to, I want to clarify. Um, I did landmark for them because I pretty much had to because I was working at Lululemon. And then after you worked at Lululemon for three years, mm-hmm. they'll pay for the advanced landmark forum. I see. So I did it again because A, a lot of other people were going, and B, it got me a weekend off work. <laughs> yeah, but you had to suffer through some bullshit. It wasn't worth it. <laughs> it was not worth it. Um, so then my experience at Lululemon, after I came back from the landmark forum, the first time I did it, and I had only been an employee there for two months when I did it. Mm-hmm. They're like, how did you like it? And I was like, oh, I fucking hated it. Mm -hmm. And that was, oh, man. I got taken aside by another uh, manager. Because you can't have your own expression? You can't have your own feelings about it? Because I said it in front of other people. And? "Um, Allison, you know, you really, like, you need to save those opinions for yourself. Well, then how about you don't ask me my opinion in front of other people? (laughs) Then I won't tell you my opinion in front of other people. How about that? So then that makes me bring up Lululemon <laughs> because a lot of people in the media have said that Lululemon is it's a cult. It's cult-like. Yeah. And so then if you start to talk about, like, what do these cults have in common, right? And the, the two that I researched, um, and then also my experience at working at Lululemon, and I'm certainly not saying that I think Lululemon is a cult, a lot of it is that self-help mentality Mm -hmm. where you know you're climbing your way to a better being and you're breaking loose of the chains that have like held you down Mm -hmm. and you're learning personal responsibility and integrity um i just want to sell luan (laughs) the fuck 
Can I just sell Can spandex? Can I sell some, some cute sports bras and some really expensive yoga pants? How about <laughs> that? that? <laughs> um, and there's a whole, like, us versus them mentality, which I think is not which I think, which is in all cults. Uh-huh. Like, we are better than... Right. The rest of the people we that have to don't have save these tools. These folks. Yeah, and there is a little bit of Lululemon. There is some of that in there. Like we have the tools. Like mm-hmm. we know personal responsibility and how to communicate and mm-hmm. goal setting and mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. So there's like a tad. There's an inkling of something there, but I certainly wouldn't go as far to say like it's a cult. Right. So. Whereas in, I think other people would say it is. They would. They would. You know, and again, it depends on their experience, what they saw, what they went through with them, you know. Yeah. I don't know it well enough to say one or the other, you know. Sure. Yeah, I just think that they have very, um, their sales tactics are a little extra for me. Landmark? No. Lulu. Lulu. I'm like, who are we talking about? (laughs) Well, yes and yes. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Um, Yeah. So the last thing I want to say about Landmark, um, in 2017, Landmark Forum's revenue reached $95 million. People want to be saved, y'all. Because, you know, Kai and I talked about how we did a Landmark Forum, and then there's advanced Landmark. And there's more. There's also, like, weekly seminars where you have to do projects. That leads me to, like, an inside story joke that we have (laughs) that I won't bring up on the air. Um, So... People just can't get enough. Right. I had enough. Me too. I, I mean, I know folks that will go back to the well. Like, I'm having a hard life. I need, I need to go back to Lamar, get myself fixed. And it just becomes like a cycle, you know? I looked up... Um, oh, shoot. I looked up, like, 10... Some of the personality traits for people that are able to get into... That are really into a cult... Mm-hmm. And one of them is a common thread is people that are in transitional periods in yeah. their lives. They're vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just looking for some way Connection. to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Obvi. <laughs> okay. That's, that's Landmark Forum. Hey, go take the Landmark Forum for a low <laughs> price of four forty nine. Do you know that they actually have their seminars here in Fremont? That's where I went. Oh, you did. Mm-hmm. Damn. Steps away, steps Damn. away. Um, all right, so the one I'm going to talk about first. Um, both of mine, um, I really want to talk about because they're both yoga related. Ooh. Um, ah. The first one is more yoga related. It's yoga adjacent. You love that. <laughs> um, and this is called The Family with uh, a woman named Anne Hamilton Byrne. It's in Australia. She was a yoga teacher. That's how she started. Okay. And um, she kind of like had a little following. And um, there was like another guru slash cult person in her periphery. And she went to him, not because she wanted to be in the cult, but because she wanted to figure out his best practices. Okay. So she figured it out. Um... And sort of created a following. Um, And it was not huge, but it was enough to, like, get her noticed, right? But there was a point where she needed, like, a glow-up. She needed an influencer, if you will, Mm -hmm. to validate her. 
right? So there was a guy, a doctor, Dr. Raynard Johnson, who was a physicist in Australia. He had a huge following, and she set her sights on this guy. What she did, she hatched a plan, and she uh, seduced his gardener. (laughs) (laughs) This is all part of the plan, she keeps telling herself. Exactly. She seduces the gardener, and gets the gardener to like spill the tea about the doctor's upcoming trip to India, what he's going to do there, what he's going to see, what his projects are. So she slides into his DMs <laughs> and it's like, hi, I'm so-and-so. I have a vision of you. You're going to India. Stop. These are the things you're going to do. She convinces him that she is the reincarnation of Jesus Christ. Oh my gosh. He okay. falls for it, hook, line, and sinker. Golly, right? what a loser. <laughs> so then he starts sending her all of his people, all the folks. And so she gets this, this pretty big following. So then, but like, how does she, does she sleep with everybody's gardener? No, that's all she needed. <laughs> that's all she needed because well, this guy was legit. Like, he was smart, he was in the papers, you know, he had publications. Um, and so it made her look incredibly credible. Got it. Right? Incredibly credible. Incredibly credible. Um, so then they have a compound, and she makes all the people like live close to her, right? And so what she was doing is like she started collecting children. Oh gosh! Don't bring the kids into she, it. No, she brought the kids into it. So she at one at uh, all said and done, she had twenty eight kids. Some a few of them were hers. Um, and some of them, their mothers were unwed mothers who were f- tricked into believing that these were legitimate adoptions, which they weren't. So they gave their babies to this organization. Some of the babies were the cult members. Like, there was a one woman who, after 18 days, gave her baby to this woman, Anne. But why? Why did she want the kids? I'm- because she loved them. She, and what she was doing is she was creating um, propaganda. So she's showing all these kids all happy, smiling. They all have, like, bleached blonde hair. It was bleached. And, like, these really bad bowl cuts. They look like aliens. Guys, it is not easy to bleach your hair. <laughs> it's scary. Like, it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> she's saying that from personal experience. Yeah. So, um... So there's all these videos of these kids, like, laughing and smiling, having a good time. Um... And she had fancied that they would be the Van Trapp family because they could sing and she wanted, and she couldn't sing, but she wanted like that crazy life, right? Behind the scenes, however, she's abusing them. She's neglecting them. Oh my gosh. Um, she's starving them. Oh. And then she has what Wait, they what call- What era are we in? Oh, I'm sorry. So this is the, the 60s is when it happened. The 70s is when her popularity grew through this guy, Dr. Raynard Johnson. And then so for like about the next decade, she's just getting more money. She's getting her her community together, her cult together. Um, and so one of the things that she would do to convince people that she was Jesus Christ is that she would bring them, uh, like a small group, like three, four, into a dark room, right? She would make them take LSD, and then they'd open the doors 
let these people out. And then she'd be there in a white gown. And behind her was like um, uh, dry ice. Stop. So she's like backlit. <laughs> and they're like, oh my God. And so that convinced them that she was this all-powerful being. This is crazy. Yes. I have never <laughs> heard of this before. So then when the kids turned 14, they had their own LSD ceremony. Oh, gosh. I know. So she made them take LSD, and it made them fucking trip the fuck out. And um, it was Ruined a terrible their brains, probably? situation. Yeah. Um, one of the fucked up things she did, other than what I've already told you, is that she would make families... Like, she'd put the blender on these families and make them switch. Like, okay, you're now married to that woman. I'm going to give you this child. And they'd be like, um, okay. Like, they don't know each other at all. But now they have to be a family. For no reason at all. So why do people, like, why are they attracted to her? Because they're vulnerable. That's the thing. It's like, I just feel like you have, there's got to be something in you that's not right. Yeah. That makes you pray to this. I don't know what it is, but that's what happened, you know? Eventually, the kids got, they were over it. The oldest ones, like, ran away, told the police, the authorities. Um, When they came to raid the compound, she was traveling, like, someplace else. So she wasn't there. She was on the lam for years, right? They caught up with her eventually, okay? So when they caught up with her, she was, like, in her 70s, 80s, I think, her hairline started in the middle of her head, at the top of her head, because she'd had so many facelifts. Oh my gosh, Kai. <laughs> she was pulled and snatched and like, not in a good way. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, she deserves it. Yeah, so they bring her back to Australia. It's like a fucking media buzz, right? <laughs> they go to trial. The judge said there's not enough evidence. How? Because there's no pictures, there's no bruises, um, and she received no jail time, and all she had to do was pay... um, Like a restitution? $5,000. Jeez. Because she had no previous convictions. She was in her 70s. She ruined people's lives. She did, and she was in poor health. She's like still alive. Is she? She's like in her 90s. Um, she has one foot in the grave, one foot on a banana peel. Oh my God. <laughs> she has one foot. One foot got cut off. <laughs> so she's on death's Offered door. as a sacrifice. But she apparently has like millions of dollars still. Um, and so that cult, it still exists and they're kind of fighting over what's going to happen when she dies. Who gets it? Who gets it? Yeah. People want it? The cult does, Yeah. So. I feel, there's so many things I have to research after our <laughs> more crazy searching. But yeah, I just can't. Like, you've got to be completely damaged if you're like, here's my child. Here are my kids. Yeah. Take them. 100%. You know? Sad. So here's what I got um, personality traits. One of them I already said people are in transitional periods in their lives. Um, and the next one, striving for perfectionism, which then creates an us versus them mentality. Mm-hmm. Finding a purpose in life. Okay. Low self-esteem. Obvi. Obs. 
Um, here's one. Women are more likely to jo- join cults. Mm. And so Emma Klein, who's the author of The Girls that we read last summer, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. our now defunct book club, um, <laughs> she explains that many young women are taught to seek attention and wait for men to notice and want them. So joining a cult is a way for many young women to feel like mm. they are seizing some kind of control over their lives, over their destiny, in an otherwise powerless life. Yeah. Interesting. The other p- aspect that we should mention is the money part. There's always, give me the money. Somebody that's funding Financial, I need, I, we need your money to keep the shit going. That is such a good segue into my next cult. Yeah, go for it. Nexium. Mm-hmm. So Nexium has been in the in the news a lot recently, yeah. Um, and it's spelled N X I V M. So it looks like a lot of Roman numerals when you look at it typed out. Um, so this one was founded by Keith Rainier. Um, and here's what's interesting. So in 1990, he took a course on Amway marketing. Oh, and Amway is that what do you call it? Pyramid yes. scheme. Right. So he formed a company. And it's like beauty products, right? I'm not sure. I think it's everything. I thought it was like Mary Kay kind of thing. I'm pretty sure it's like all products. Got it. It's like, it's like um, Pyramid Scheme Amazon style. Yes. Okay. Yes. So he founded a company after he did his Amway marketing, and it was shut down by the New York Attorney General Ooh. because the company operated as a pyramid scheme. Ah. I see. So in 1998, he met a homie. He met another gal, and they began to operate ESP, which is the Executive Success Program, which is psychological techniques aimed at self-improvement. Now, that sounds a lot like a landmark, if you ask me. <laughs> um, and so, essentially, it's he's the head, and he can give you, you know, all of the, the answers to your life, and it turns into this weird sex cult where women are also um, turning over like damaging information about uh. themselves to like higher ups in Nexium. This is not unlike Scientology. Which can then be turned against, against you, you if you Absolutely. try to leave. Absolutely, yes. So um, one of the bankrollers of Nexium is the heiress to Seagram's ginger ale. Well, the whole Seagram's the, the, the empire. Empire, she's worth like two hundred million or something. She's funding this. She has given Nexium like a hundred million dollars, mm. and she is high up in there. Okay. Um. So let's see. I think that's kind of all I have written down. My Nexium. I didn't like go real deep into it because they are Keith Rainier and the other higher ups, including that Seagram's heiress. They've been Allison Mack, who was an actress, a small time actress mm-hmm. on the WB. She's involved in this. Right? I think so, yeah. yeah. They've all been arrested and they're awaiting trial, which is in October of 2018. And did we talk about what Allison Mack said? Yeah. Did we talk about her before on this show? I think we have. Okay. Because um, she was recruiting women. Women to be like in this secret sisterhood inside yes. of Nexium. Right. Where they had to be inducted, and part of that induction was getting branded. Oh, jeez. With hot iron. Uh-huh. That's how st- they like to do it sometimes. Yeah. But it was like sex lady. Yes. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So Keith, you know, Mr. Rainier, Mr. Amway himself, mm-hmm. is just getting all that punani that he wants. Oh, God. By also claiming to, like, 
save people. So gross. But that's exactly what's happened to with my guy, my next guy. Who's your guy? Um, he is the owner the, of Don Yoga. His name is Ilchi Lee. He's Korean. Okay. Okay. Um, so Don Yoga started like in Arizona, I want to say. And um, it really depends on, again, who you ask. Because I've seen literature out there that's like, I practice Don Yoga. I enjoy it. They try to upsell the shit out of me, and I say no. So it's yoga practice. It's a yoga practice. There's like 200 in the United States. Okay, I've okay. never heard of it. Um, there's other people, who, the ones that have filed this lawsuit, who have said um, it's psychological manipulation. I've given them $40,000. Um, I was sexually assaulted by Mr. Lee. He said that it was an honor. Highlight, it's like Bikram, right? Mm. Um, to have sex with him. Um, and there's like all this evidence, apparently, an investigation happening with these folks. But again, it depends on who you ask. Some people are like, yeah, I just thought it was hard sales. And I was like, no. You know, there's this woman that was talking about, they have to, you have to wear a, a uniform when you take their yoga class. And it's like a green uniform. And she's like, I don't like that color. I'm not wearing it. And so she was shamed in front of the whole class by the teacher. And then she had every student sit around the student and tell them what her not wearing this uniform made them feel like. <laughs> so there's like this the circle around her shaming her for not wearing this uniform and she just still chose not to wear it. Okay. If that happened in my yoga studio that I was going to, I'm like, I'm never coming back Ever. to this thing. I'm report I'm reporting this place. <laughs> and so, you know, and there's like another claim that they made them do these physical exercises that helped them, but they were like tortures at the same time. So imagine that you're standing straight up with your arms out like Frankenstein. And then you have to bend your knees, slow, slow, slow. And then you eventually land on your back in a full stretched out position, right? Mm -hmm. And then you have to do that reverse. So come back up slow on your feet. It just sounds really hard. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like they made them, it's, she said that they made them do it for eight hours a day. Oh my gosh. People are like barfing and like crying and suffering. Okay. And um, they're being abused by like the teachers. Like, you must do this. It's like, um, how about no? How about I'm going to leave? I'm not wearing the uniform. I just feel like, again, they just have, they focus on vulnerable people, yeah. right? Um, Apparently there's a lot of them that are also willing to give over their money. That's the thing. Is like, once you're in it, then they're like, we need all your available cash and is credit. Is Nordstrom a cult? Because I hand them my money. <laughs> all your cash and credit. <laughs> yes. Um, but I don't know. It's still being investigated. I don't think there's a verdict out for that one yet. Um, so stay tuned stay for Nexium and Don yes. Yoga. But there's like sex allegations, money allegations. Guys, if people are asking for your money and then asking run, for sex. Namaste the fucking away from that yoga <laughs> yes. studio. That's, what like, we need. That's our title. <laughs> <laughs> namaste the, the fuck, fuck away. away. <laughs> yeah. 
It's not okay. Like, you have agency. You can say no. Yeah. Right? Um, if you're not getting anything in return for it, and if you don't like the product that you're getting, say no. You know? Guys, we promise to not ask for your money. I will never. No. <laughs> we might ask sometimes for it. Like, to buy a t-shirt or a mug. Yes, if we ever get our shit together. <laughs> but we promise not to shame you. We promise not to um, sexually abuse you. <laughs> God, no. I just, yeah. Uh, the last three I had for, like, personality traits is they want to be taken care of. Who's they? Uh, the person that is joining a cult. Care of in, in what way? Because a lot of cults are like, come, this is a community. It's, we yes. support each other. Right. You know, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. I think if it's too good to be true, it is. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. It's not add water and I have a family. <laughs> it's just not that way, you know? You'll Last find your Last one, they have no idea it's a cult. Yeah. I just, I mean, But like, yeah. how the fuck do you not know? <laughs> After all this, the telltale signs, right? Yeah. <laughs> and that was, let's, we'll take it back to where we started, like, with Landmark. I feel like, in most cases, if something is generally for the good of someone else, you don't need to, like, do that hard sell. It's natural. Exactly. It's right. like, oh, let me tell my homies about this thing. Mm-hmm. But obviously, though, it works on more people than it doesn't work. Yes. Remember that 95 word that they, million. That word, I'll be a stand for you. I'm a stand for Oh, this. yeah. What do you stand for? What do you stand for? I don't even know. Don't put me on the spot. <laughs> I feel like I'm at Landmark Forum again, getting yelled at and berated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the other thing is they're mean to you. Well, they're mean. Well, I had, I had a good leader. He was hilarious. He was British. That made it more oh, entertaining. Oh, that makes it better, yeah. yeah. And he, like, had it down to science. When we started, one, like, on Sunday, I think it was Sunday, he was like, I promise you, at 4.01, you're going to have a, a breakthrough. And so he did this spiel. You know, hours go by, whatever. And, like, he gave us, like, the, the, the fucking knowledge. It's quiet. There's, it's, there's tension. People are crying because they're, they, they felt touched, moved, and inspired, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And he's like, he's like, you guys, look, look what time it is. 4.01. <laughs> he had that shit down to a science. Such a performer. He was a performer. Yeah. That was the other thing that, like, grossed me out about going to Landmark was just the people that weren't in control of their emotions. No. Crying. People would be like, ah! It was extra, yes. I was like, I do not know her. (laughs) (laughs) Nor do I want to. Okay, yeah. Uh, They made you get partners and share. And I'm like... That wasn't bad because they were strangers. Like, let me tell you all my bullshit. This is not hard. I can look at you in the eyes for five minutes. It's not hard. It's just transactional, you know? If I did it with you or someone that I knew, I'd be like, okay, this is really fucking... This sucks. Yeah. You know? But whatever. Um, so that's our, you know, our little, little dive, little small know, shallow we, dive into we could, cults. We could talk, maybe we need to form a new podcast, <laughs> Cults Alone. That's a lot to talk about. Um, that's our time for this week. Thanks for listening, y'all. And, uh, we'll talk to y'all next week. Remember, email us at thegripepodcast at gmail.com. Find us wherever you get your podcast. Tell your friends. Wire me a million dollars. Have sex with us. And we'll see you <laughs> next week. Um, and if you want to participate, go and see Black Klansmen. Oh, yeah. because We're going to chit-chat about that next week. Yeah. Um, let us know your opinions, your thoughts. 
your prayers. Give us your thoughts and prayers. All we, of that. We need it. Um, until next time. <gasps> Bye. Bye.